When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. Speaking of, of the minor leagues, though, and some of the other guys that we were just alluding to, a uh, couple of notes from the uh, old minor league notebook here the last couple days. So James Wood's gone deep in back-to-back games, which is awesome to see. I believe that's now 17 for him. James Wood's homer tonight was ridiculous. Yeah, it was well, 112. What's, well, that's true. Both of them were a show. The first one was over the batter's eye, I think, the dead center. Did you see a distance on the one from yesterday, the Wednesday homer? I didn't, but that's got to be at least 420, 430. I would think, yeah, I, I was going to say 415-ish, but maybe maybe more. The one tonight, though, I guess they just had the track man going because we had it from the broadcast. I believe I saw 440-plus <laughs> and 112 miles per hour. And it was the mo- like the biggest no-doubter in the history of no-doubters. It was so hilarious. Uh, it went over a building behind the right field wall. Such a show. Now, I think he struck out three other times in the game, and there are – there's still a lot of strikeouts for James Wood right now, which is, again, if you go back a few months ago, one of the things I, I said that I really, really liked was I didn't think there were huge holes in the swing or that he'd be a, a huge strikeout guy despite his size. And the strikeout rate, I haven't looked at it, but I, I bet it's creeping up to over – it's got to be over 30% at this point, which is really, really high in the minor leagues. Um, not Not ideal, but I, I'm not worried. Like, he makes really hard, loud contact. When he's going good, he's going to left center. Um, you've homered down a couple of games in a row, a lot of doubles. He's playing at double a, he's young for the level. He's going to have to make an adjustment, all these things. Uh, but I also, when we talk about this all the time, he has long at bats. He sees a lot of pitches. He's often striking out two, two, three, two. It's not like he's having three and four pitch at bats where he's overmatched. That just doesn't happen that much. I'd almost like to see him more aggressive earlier in counts. Cause I think sometimes he just looks at too many pitches, gets deep into counts. And now, you know, pitcher's got you two strikes and you're in, in defense mode. Um, but I'm, I'm burying the lead. The story is he's hit two unbelievable home runs the last couple of days, Toby. Yeah, and I, I was talking with uh, our guy Adam Pohl after one of the games at Bowie, and he was talking about how Gunnar Henderson, you know, coming from double A to the majors, was talking, you know, maybe I got to swing a little bit more in major leagues just because the pitches, I'm not always going to get the perfect pitch to swing at. And, you know, that same sort of thing could be said for, you know, James Wood going from high A to double A. You're not going to get the perfect pitch to swing at every time. So stop waiting for it. Sometimes you just got to put, you know, a decent pitch to swing at and play and make something happen. And I think, you know, the more he gets a little bit more aggressive with it while still having a good eye, I think that can improve maybe some of those strikeouts instead of waiting to the fifth pitch of an at bat, hoping he gets a meatball. Maybe take that second pitch that's a little bit on the outer half and, you know, swing it to left field and just try those sort of things. But I think that comes with maturity. But good to see him. You know, he gone on a little bit of a dry spell. Good to see him hit a couple out of the ballpark and show us again why 
he's one of the top five prospects in baseball. Yeah, and I should point out, I think I shortchanged him, 18, not 17 home runs now on the season to go with his 14 steals and an OPS that's over 870. Um, so if you were just to, like, beginning of the season, knowing what a big year this was for James Wood, if I was to have told you on opening day of the minor league year, hey, August 3rd, James Wood's going to be 20 years old. He's going to be in double A. He's going to have 18 home runs and an 870 OPS this season. Like you're taking that sight unseen unequivocally. Um, there's some things you can clean up and iron out. No doubt about it. Uh, and he will, I think. I, I bet big time on this guy and on this player. Um, but back-to-back games with a home run is kind of the story here is he is the power to your point is showing up. And after a few weeks where he wasn't driving the ball and coming up with the big extra base hits, and there was a lot of, Oh, for threes, one for fours strikeouts piling up. Uh, seeing those results is a really, really good thing for the Harrisburg senators. The guy who's been absolutely on fire for Harrisburg is Trey Lipscomb. Lipscomb's a third round pick last year at a Tennessee where he played for the volunteers in the sec. Three hits again today. He went four for five yesterday with two home runs. He went three for four today. He's now hitting 320 in double A. Wow. I mean, he got drafted last year. College player. He's on a heater. So this is not necessarily like what it's going to be for him all the time. But he's now for the season up to 284 with a 767 OPS. So his ops this season in 92 games. Now, he has played uh, some of his time this year at uh, A-plus ball, but it's basically, it's it's very similar to where James Wood's been, right? Uh, Wood was a high schooler two years ago. Lipscomb's 23 years old, three years older, and, and played college baseball, so much more mature and seen better pitching as an amateur. But I just bring this up to say, like, they were both at Wilmington, they're both in Harrisburg, and he's basically got the same OPS this year as James Wood. Uh, he's got 12 homers total in his career because he's got 11 this season after homering in his 23 games and his 100 at bats last year and hitting about 300 last year I saw him several times at Fredericksburg and I really really liked the bat but uh he looks even better this year he looks like he's made some adjustments and uh he's a dude I mean in terms of size like he's thick he's physical um the other thing that's interesting about him is he started a game at shortstop the other night so he has now played third base second base I'm pretty sure he's played first base this year and he's played shortstop uh, for the Nats in the minor leagues. And I was talking to someone uh, involved in the Nationals organization in their front office. And I said, uh, I, I bumped into them the other day. And I said, I said, man, I said, y'all had Trey Lipscomb playing shortstop the other night. And uh, the guy kind of smirked and he looked at me. He goes, you like that, huh? You guys didn't know about that. So I don't know if that's something that they think he can do or what, or if it just adds value or Maybe they view him as a utility type guy who could play everywhere, but the bat looks legit right now, Toby. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to what we've talked about all year long. You've mentioned him a lot, Dalen Lyle, guys that have just played really well this season that no one really talks about. I think both of those guys could end up helping the big league ball club. They're not maybe going to be an everyday player, but you know, the nice part with Lipscomb, like you said, going all around the infield. You you know, you talk about Luis Garcia and whether he's going to be the shortstop or the second baseman of the future who knows maybe Lipscomb can slide in at second base and work with him there really is no first base prospect right now for this ball club so if he can play first base maybe he can take advantage of that 
I mean, he's going to have to probably work somewhere on that right side of the infield with Abrams being the shortstop and House being the third baseman of the future. So it's nice to have some versatility from him as well as that bat has really exploded this year. So hopefully he can continue it. But, you know, every single time it seems like you go on Twitter right now and see the Senators tweeting something out, it's Trey Lipscomb. Yeah, which is funny because he's in a lineup with James Wood, Robert Hassel, Brady House. You know, in that lineup, he's hitting 320. Brady House, by the way, after an 0 for 4 on Thursday night, he saw his average drop to 350 at double A. <laughs> I mean, he has killed the ball. Uh, Brady House is only 20, by the way. I mean, him and James Wood are the same age, which is, I don't know, probably four years younger than the average age at double A. Uh, House has nine home runs in game this season, which, you know, when you watch a, a batting practice display, is a, a stunningly low total, but he's got 18 doubles. There's a there's precursors for more power here. But I know it's only been 10 games for him at double A, uh, but 350 average, 870 OPS. It's kind of funny. He only spent 16 games at Wilmington this year. Now, if you look at his breakdown, 36 games in Fredericksburg, they moved him up. That's a very quick stay. I know he was there for some time last year. Then 16 games in Wilmington. I think some of that is you just want to get him out of that ballpark. But double A is that that's the biggest jump in the minors. Two double A from A plus. And it's just how aggressive they were to give him 60 at bats between Fredericksburg and Harrisburg tells you everything about how they feel about him. And now in his first 10 games and 40 ABs, he's 14 for 40. That's a 350 average and an 870 OPS for him. He's handled his own pretty well. Yeah, I've been really happy to see what he's been able to do. So it's really cool to see so many in this minor league system that maybe you weren't expecting doing so well. All right, anything else we need to hit here, Toby, before we say goodbye? Final thoughts for you, big leagues, minor leagues, whatever you got. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be remiss if we, you know, we talked about Mackenzie Gore's outing in the Brewers series. I thought Jake Irvin was pretty good. I mean, he didn't get super far in the game, gave up two runs in five and a third, but I thought he pitched really well and, those are the kind of series that are really intriguing. Jake Irvin, Josiah Gray, and Mackenzie Gore on the mound. So I, I thought he pitched pretty well, and every single time he goes out there and can show that he can be a competitive big league starter, I think is a plus for this ball club. And while we're talking about the pitchers in the series, on the other side, I thought Josiah Gray's start was really bad. Uh, obviously, the numbers certainly were, um, but it didn't go well. And he was probably due for one of those. Because we, I mean, how much have we talked about the peripherals and some of the sustainability of what he's doing? But I think for Josiah Gray, Toby, uh, I'm really curious to see how he bounces back. I, I don't, I'm not nervous. I don't have any delusions that he's, it's worrisome or anything like that. But this is a good thing that mm -hmm. we're now going to watch him respond. He's battled, he's scratched and clawed in starts all year long. I think there's an expectation maybe certainly from the numbers people around baseball, that there's a regression that's a beginning. It sure would be nice to see him bounce back and throw another, you know, six inning, two run outing out there. Yeah. I hopped on with some of my friends from Milwaukee from my time out there and previewing the game the other night. I was like, don't be surprised if Josiah Gray goes out there and has the ugliest six innings of one run ball you've ever seen. But in this case, he wasn't able to have the stuff to get out of it. You know, honestly, you look at his outing the other day, compare it with some of his other outings that have been good. The only difference was the Brewers actually came up with the clutch hit to score the guys. That's the difference. And 
He's been able to kind of wiggle out of so many jams this season. You figured at some point when you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. He got burnt against the Brewers, but I'm confident that he's going to bounce back. He's had a couple starts before where, you know, he's struggled just a little bit and then figures it out the next start. So you'd love to see him be more dominant, but we've talked about this all year. This is why you love Josiah Gray. Every single time he takes the hill, it's a battle. It's not going to be the prettiest thing ever, but more than likely he's going to keep your ball club in the game going into the late innings. And you got to love that about Josiah Gray. Remember, spread the word on Bustin' Loose Baseball. We give you two pods every single week, deep dives into the minor leagues, break down what's going on at the big league level, all the big storylines with the club that you care about. Uh, please subscribe, rate, review, and uh, text and tell a buddy that uh, if they like the Nats, they should be listening to this podcast. Really appreciate everyone checking us out. For Toby and producer Darius Dameron, D-Daddy as the kids call him, I'm Grant Paulson saying so long, and until next time, enjoy Nats baseball.